What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 177 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, licking butts and getting in guts, the ass tasting, times a wasting, having fun, eating that scrum, the phenomenal one, AJ Singh. What's up, everyone? <laughs> AJ, what's been going on this week? Any good stories? Any good things you've been watching? Watching, uh, gosh, did I see anything good? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was going on yesterday? You said um, you were having like to deal with like medical stuff or something. This happens e- almost every time I get a new prescription. I think it's just my doctor's office. They got some some issues on that end, man. Like every time a prescription is supposed to get sent out to the uh, pharmacy, this time what happens is they, I don't know, they got confused by the computers and uh, they were like, oh, there's two duplicate prescriptions we sent out. We don't know. So they canceled both of them. And the pharmacy was like, yeah, we never got any prescriptions. And then I called them like three times afterwards and I was like, hey, uh, could y'all send out that prescription? They're like, oh yeah, we sent it out. And then I called the pharmacy and they're like, nope, we never got it. And I checked again today, the pharmacy never got it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I... I mean, I get. I guess that could even happen in a country with like um, universal health care, like prescription stuff getting messed up. But I don't know. In the U.S., it just seems like everything medical-wise is a hassle. It's always a headache, no matter what it's, it is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's too many people, and like I don't know. It, it might be the professionals who don't know what they're doing with these computers. Like they don't know how to like I don't know do a simple task. It could be the programmers who are like. You know, we don't exactly know what the workflow is here and how to put this in pro- and like, you know, in, you know, into place, like maybe they're not consulting properly or something, or it could just be the pharmacy has a slow ass computer system or their, their system sucks. It could be anybody. I don't know. But yeah, and it's just so annoying. And everybody finger blames you on the other one. Nobody is like, oh, we messed up. They're all like, oh, that's strange. We don't know what happened. And I was like, oh, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll go through my list here. I watched a few things this week. Uh, so, AJ, I got my final reach around to completion. Right. Reacher right, right. season two. Um, it, w- it was good. I, I got to be honest. It was one of those things where I didn't realize it was the last episode. And I was kind of surprised that, like, it all wrapped up. And, like, and it was like a short episode, too, like 40 minutes or something. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I I, uh, I thought there was going to be, like, two more episodes after, you know, Going into this yeah. episode, like I didn't think there was any way it was the last one, so it was yeah. maybe a little uh, abrupt, but um, it was still it was still good. I had a lot of fun with the, this season, so I would totally uh, recommend Reacher to people. Yeah. And then also season finale of Fargo season five. I'm happy to report it, it ended well. Uh, very good season of television. Um, that show, man, you, you really should get into it because each season, man, is just uh, it's it's hitting, man. It's great. Yeah, I'll check it out. I've heard good things about it from everybody. Uh, now on the not so great, th- so my HBO subscription was running out, so it was like I went on there just to see, like, man, what can I, what do I have even time to watch on here? And so I had several of those uh, DC like animated movies on my watch list. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll knock out some of these I haven't watched. So you watched one last week too. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to clean those up because. You know, they're not super long. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, maybe I can watch some of these. Uh, So the first one was Legion of Superheroes. Uh, So in this one, it's a story of like when Supergirl, like basically first comes to Earth, you know, she meets Clark and like he realizes that she needs to be trained. So 
he sends her to the far future and has the Legion of Superheroes uh, train her. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I don't know, it, it was okay. But to be honest, uh, this one, uh, it got a little boring at parts. It got a little sleepy and, and I kind of spaced out a little at, at, at points. So I can't give it a hearty recommendation. Oh, maybe only if you're like really into Supergirl or really into the Legion of Superheroes. Um, um, the second one I watched and this, this is probably the best of these three that I watched. It's called Batman soul of the dragon. The -hmm. idea here was basically to mix, uh, Batman with like, kind of like a Bruce Lee type movie. Um, and he ends up, um, you get this backstory where he like trained at this monastery with these other people. Uh, Mm -hmm. and he ends up, um, basically having to team up with them. Uh, and there's like a supernatural element too that they end up having to fight. Mm. It, it was okay. Uh, again, I, none of these are a hearty endorsement, but of the ones I watched, that one was probably the best. Okay. And then the last one I watched was called Constantine House of Mystery, which is weird because this is actually the, a series of short stories, like four short stories. And just the first one is this Constantine story where basically he ends up in the House of Mystery and he just keeps dying like, it's kind of like a Groundhog's Day thing where he keeps dying like over and over again and he's got to like figure out what's going on. Oh, okay. Uh, Those are kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they can be. This one was mid. All of these okay. were mid. Um, and then there was like a, I don't know if you've ever heard of Commandy, which is a uh, DC co- comic character. It's, it's basically like a, uh, uh, the last boy on earth. So like in the far future, like, um, it's like a post-apocalyptic scenario where like almost everybody has died, but like, I think like radiation or something is turned like, uh, animals into like animal human hybrids. And so like, there's talking apes and things and all, all sorts of like creatures that he gets in fights with and stuff. Okay. Again, not a character I've ever been big into, but it, it was fine. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there was. Oh, there was a um, The Losers, which is another kind of DC property that people aren't probably super familiar with, um, which is basically this band of military guys like World War II era. And they end mm-hmm. up on this island full of dinosaurs and like, you know, it's army guys fighting dinosaurs. It was that fun. Kind of reminds me of the uh, Marvel guys uh, who hang out with Captain America, those Oh, they were like the movie too. Right, right. Um, yeah, what well, kind of think of their names? I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the Howling Commandos. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and even like it's it's funny how DC and Marvel like have they both have like these like um, I think in DC like this island of dinosaurs is called like um, the place that time forgot or the island that time forgot or something weird like that. And then of course right. Marvel has the Savage Land, right. which is a similar. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, they have yeah, so yeah. much. In- they steal from each other like crazy. All the time, yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, they had this um, Ted Cord Blue Beetle um, one where it was it was made to be like a kind of Saturday morning television show from like the 70s, that kind of feel. Okay. Which, uh, it was a unique unique idea. But again, at the end of the day, all of these were just kind of mediocre to me. They, they were fine, but nothing really stood out as fantastic. You watched like three of them this week. That's pretty good. Yeah, nice, knocking them out. Yeah, I, I just kind of wanted because I, 
I, I went through like when I first got to HBO and I just like added a bunch of stuff to my watch list and then I you know never ended up getting watching a lot of it. So I was like, well, mm. I can knock these out. Um, and then finally uh, on Hulu, man, I got to tell you, AJ, as somebody who likes murder mysteries, I, I feel like ever since not the success of Knives Out, like there's been a lot more of them and I'm here for. Um, All right. So now there's another one, uh, Death and Other Details on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, So far, there's only two episodes out. I've watched both of them. And yeah, it's basically a murder mystery that takes place on a big, um, like, uh, yacht or cruise ship, I guess. Um, And um, Mandy Patinkin plays like this. uh, He's kind of like the the foreign, like, uh, super detective, you know. And uh, the main woman on there, like, they have like this past where like when she was a girl, her mom was murdered. And like he was this famous detective that was supposed to solve the case, but he never he, he failed. He never did. Mm-hmm. And now like so she kind of has like this contentious relationship with him because he never solved uh, the case when he promised he would. Uh, but now there's this other like uh, death on this boat. And it seems that there might be a connection uh, between this murder and the murder of her mother. So, they, you know, it, got, it has that intrigue uh, going on. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so far, man, I'm I'm digging it. Um, I I'm glad that the uh, the murder mystery genre is is uh, is seems to be healthy, and there's uh, more and more of these. Um, AJ, you got anything else, or should we get into stories? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty good on that. I haven't watched anything this week, but um, man, I hope my mic is uh, working properly. It, it keeps dropping back to halfway, so hopefully it doesn't have. I fixed it again, so hopefully it's not. But yeah, let's get into it. I got some stories. Okay. And so, yeah, everybody, uh, we're going to just go back and forth. Uh, we found found some hopefully entertaining stories from around the globe, and hopefully. we'll share them with you right now. So, AJ, yeah, I'll have you go first. What do you got for us? All right, this is my last story. I just got this one earlier today, and uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Man sues dozens of women for giving him negative reviews on Facebook group. A Chicago man is suing 27 women for $75 million after they posted <laughs> negative comments about him on a Facebook dating group, calling him very clingy and a ghoster, which is very – those are opposites. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. 32-year-old Nico D'Ambrosio claims that his reputation was tarnished after several women who claimed to have dated him posted their negative experiences about him on Facebook on a Facebook group called Are We Dating the Same Guy? The popular group originated in New York but has since branched out into other major cities and is mainly used by women to share their experiences with men and ask for advice about various red flags. In D'Ambrosio's case, uh, dozens of women wrote derogatory comments labeling him as clingy or accused him of ghosting them after getting what he wanted. Uh, now the Chicago man is suing several of these women, as well as moderators of the Facebook group and and parts of the social network's parent company for $75 million. I think that's another red flag right there. <laughs> it all started when a woman posted about Nico and D'Ambrosio on the Facebook group, claiming to have dated him and describing how he got very clingy very fast. Sounds like love bombing. People who love bomb, like they try to get you to like, you know, quickly become intoxicated with them and then they want to like scam you or whatever the case might be, maybe get laid. Right. Um, uh, he got very clean, very fast, flaunted his money and kept talking about how I don't want to see his bad side. Oh, my God. Uh, especially <laughs> when he was on business calls. Uh, other women who described their experiences with him. Uh, oh, this prompted a slew of similar comments. What does that say? 
Oh, this is poorly written. Uh, this uh, this prompted a slew of similar comments from other women who described their experiences with him. Um, I went out with him a few times just over a year ago. He told me that what he wanted, to, what I wanted to hear, until I slept with him, and of course he ghosted. Uh, I steer clear. Uh, he's been posting here before. He's been posting here before. The poster said he sent a few slew of texts uh, calling her names because she didn't want to spend the night with him. Uh, Nico D'Ambrosio admits to having dated the the woman who made the original post on the "Are We Dating the Same Guy" Facebook group, going on a number of unremarkable dates, pointing out that they never got never engaged in an exclusive relationship. Uh, he is now accusing the women of spreading lies about him in the group in an attempt to ruin his reputation. The man's lawyers allege that he has been subjected to defamation, doxing, and invasion of privacy as a result of the defendant's behavior, and he has he is seeking compensation. Uh, as per the lawsuit, he is requesting $75 million. The defendants broadcast uh, their outrageous, cruel, and malicious lies about the plaintiff with the knowledge that the statements were false or with re- reckless regard as to whether or not they were true. D'Ambrosio's complaint read, uh, their wrongful conduct is so outrageous in character and so extreme in degree that it is beyond all possible bounds of decency and is to be regarded as atrocious and utterly intolerable in a civilized community. Dang, really? Really? (laughs) Uh, D'Ambrosio also claims that having personal photos shared on the Facebook group and being the target of so many negative comments caused him personal humiliation, mental anguish and suffering, emotional distress, uh, anxiety, and lost earning. Uh, I think this guy totally did it. <laughs> from the stories I've heard from women, uh, guys are doing that on the regular. <laughs> I gotta say, it amazes me, like, how how many, like, just blatantly frivolous lawsuits people will try to, like, bring forward. Like, because doesn't that have to cost them some money themselves to bring forward a suit like that? Or the, or the lawyer puts up the price until they win, but this doesn't seem like a case that's winnable, so... Yeah, I, mean, I imagine he's wasting money on this. He he talked about how much money he had in the dating apps, I guess. So maybe he's got some to spare, but yeah. I'm, I mean, the only thing you mentioned there that I could possibly see him winning something over is if they doxed him, if they actually right. like posted his address or whatever. Because, yeah, that, that would be problematic. But everything yeah. else is just like nothing. Like it's freedom of speech type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'd also like to see the private DMs between these people. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> Imagine that. He'd sue again. He'd be like, no, not the DMs. <laughs> yeah, and are those like, uh, if, if this case went to trial, would, would stuff like that be entered into evidence? Like, look, I have proof uh, with these DMs that like he's terrible, or, you know, that kind of stuff. And a judge, them, probably. a judge would actually have to hear those and be like, oh, God, I hate my job. Yeah, or maybe they find horrible. it entertaining. I don't know. Here, so like you know, we watch Moist Critical, right? You watch uh, Charlie, right? And he goes over those DMs where they're so cringy and like it's such. It's always it's almost always the guy who's like super weird in those man. Ugh, it's so hard to listen to. Some people just it's always almost the same too. Like it's like it's like all guys share the same brain. Yeah, I mean. Some guys you almost feel sorry for because, like, you can tell that they don't realize that they're coming off as cringy. Yeah. Uh, like, some guys are just a-holes and they shoot their shot and they try to be very alpha male and, like, whatever. But then there's yeah. some guys that are just, like, have a na- naiveness to them that, like, you you know that they have no idea that they're coming off. They're less the- cringe. <laughs> the ones who are, like, 
innocent, almost naive. Like those are a lot less cringe because you you give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, you're right. like, okay, this guy's learning. It's a learning process. But the guys who come in with full confidence think they're alpha males. Oh my gosh, like they. Yeah. Oh. Those guys that take like those uh, Andrew Tate like courses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, they ruin it for all of us. <laughs> um. Okay, AJ, I got a story for you here. Now, AJ, do you recall, uh, like, I think this was probably last year sometime, we had a story where, like, two, like, chess masters uh, had, a com- like, competed. And, yeah. like, the guy nobody expected to win won. And so people were like, well, you know, Occam's razor, the simplest uh, solution must be right. This guy must have used vibrating anal beads course, to give yeah. him the win, you know. Um, mine just goes there, yeah. <laughs> So I read this headline, and at first I was like, oh, this is a follow-up on that guy. And that guy's story is mentioned in this article. But uh, apparently now this is becoming an epidemic. Another guy was accused of this. Um, Mm. But he was exonerated in a weird way. So here's the headline. Chinese chess. (laughs) Well, (laughs) not quite, but uh, (laughs) you're, you're getting warm. Chinese chess master's bathtub poop proves he didn't use anal beads to cheat. Um, okay. It was supposed to be a great day for Yan Chang Long. He had just won the Chinese National Championship Contest in Jiangqi, a strategy game in the same vein as, as chess. Naturally, the freshly crowned Ziang uh, Qi King also received a nice little cash prize. Sadly for him, he didn't get to enjoy the glory or the money for very long. Yan ended up celebrating his victory a bit too hard. Over the course of the following night, he drunkenly desiccated, uh, uh, no, desecrated his hotel room's bathtub by taking a massive poop in it. Due to the resulting scandal and damages, the Chinese Zian Qi Association, CXA, felt that Yan had soiled the game's good name in addition to the bathtub. Following the incident, Yan was stripped of his championship title and prize money. Yet there's a slight silver lining to Yan's poop incident. You see, he was accused of cheating in his game by wearing a string of anal beads up his backside. CX, CXA concluded uh, its statement regarding Yan by saying the organization had no reason to believe he had cheated. Yan's drunken poop certainly supports that view. After all, no one has come forth declaring uh, they recovered any type of butt toys from the bathtub. Uh, Zianqi is an ancient Chinese game where two players try to outmaneuver their opponent's various pieces. It is also called elephant chess or Chinese chess, and it belongs to the same family of similar strategy games found around the world. The game is very popular in China. Just like with chess in the Western world, there are also various official tournaments where top Zian key players compete to see what's the most cunning strategist of them all. Yan Cheng Long is undoubtedly one of the best Zian key players in the world. He proved his medal in the national CXA tournament on December 17th, where he bested dozens of other contenders to win a title of Zianqi King. You can hardly blame anyone for celebrating such a great achievement. However, Yan seems to have let uh, moderation fly out the window during his post-tournament party. After consuming what we can only assume to be an excessive, uh, excessive amount of alcohol, Yan felt the need to answer nature's call. Unfortunately, he didn't use the appropriate receptacle for his waste. Um, I mean, okay, I'm... I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. The CXA clearly wasn't impressed with Yan's drunken antics. However, they did have to say something in his defense. They didn't believe he had cheated to win the tournament. 
You see, rumors had started circulating on Chinese social media sites claiming Yan had used a rather bizarre cheating method. According to the rumors, Yan had inserted a string of Wi-Fi-capable anal beads up his butt. The mm-hmm. sex toy was supposedly connected to a remote computer. Yan has claimed to have reported his game's current state to the computer by clenching in a specific sequence. The computer then delivered the best possible moves to him by activating the anal toy's vibration feature. The whole thing sounds outlandish, indeed. Uh, The CXA said there was no proof that Yan had turned his rectum into means to cheat in a strategy game. Based on our understanding of the situation, it is currently impossible to prove that Yan engaged in cheating via anal beats, as speculated on social media. And then it kind of goes on to kind of recap um, how that other chess player, uh, um, Hans Neiman, had that same accusation against him. This this whole thing almost seems like, um, you know, how like the rumor of like Richard Gere putting the ger- gerbil in his ass yeah, yeah. like took off and like he never was able to like outlive that. It seems mm-hmm. like one of those things where somebody just made this thing up and now it like spread like wildfire, wildfire you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, there's somebody out there whose whose brain goes, um, this person cheated. How could they have used their asshole? <laughs> like, it is funny. Story. It is funny that that's where they go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like now it's like the number one, uh, like conspiracy com- that's coming out against cheaters. Like this person used their anus somehow. Like, uh, also I don't care how drunk you are. Like, how do you take a shit in the tub? Like, that's... that's, (laughs) Is there a drunk enough for that? Like, I don't think so. You can black out drunk and you still don't shit in a tub. You know, like, I I don't know. That's that's purposeful, I feel like, you know? (laughs) But also, uh, like, the the poor person that had to actually, like, try to wash this down the drain, like... Oh, God. (laughs) Like, even if they found, like, anal beads, are are they going to, like, like, say, oh, yeah, I found... Um, And also, like... Wouldn't he take those out immediately if he was using those, like, after the game? Like, he wouldn't just leave them in there for hours, would he? Maybe it was a kink. Like, maybe he was, like, uh, maybe it's one of those things, like, you leave the evidence of the crime. It's like visiting the crime scene over again. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm going to leave these in here just to think about what I got away with. <laughs> the hubris. <laughs> My brother was, like, really into chess. Like, he, he would tell me how, like, Bobby Fischer was, like, kind of a, a psychopath. And, like, when he played, like, if anybody even made, like, the slightest noise, like, like one time they were filming it and he said he could, like, hear, like, the whirring of the uh, the cameras and he, like, complained about that and stuff. And so I, I just can imagine him playing, like, somebody with vibrating anal beads and, like, going off. <laughs> Bobby Fischer didn't he like become a like a, a defector to Russia like he became like their propaganda piece or something I know there is a weird story to him and I don't exactly know it yeah I think you might be right like it was very oh. bizarre yeah that's so weird <laughs> but uh I just hope this continues I, I, I <laughs> of chess people being accused of using I, I hope it gets to the point where they gotta have like a cavity search like beforehand just oh, to like, make sure they're not cheating. Even more extreme. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take your shoes off your belt. <laughs> you got any water? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cav- cavity searches all around. <laughs> Elbow deep, guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop till you reach the back of his teeth. I hope you've been doing your stretches. <laughs> uh, uh, AJ, back to you. All right, let's do this. Let's go with... All right, this one's not bad. 
A priest cuts off his own penis during Cray's mental break following tick bite. Uh, <laughs> well, he should have done a tick check. He's apparently from the Czech Republic, so tick check. Uh, a priest in the Czech Republic sliced off his own penis with a knife after he was allegedly driven psychotic by a tick bite. We don't know exactly what happened. It was uh, probably a health problem. The mayor of not even going to try to say this. Uh, Southern Bohemia, uh, where the alarming incident occurred, uh, told local media, according to Czech outlets, locals realized uh, first realized something was awry uh, after the unnamed clergyman failed to show up for a prearranged meeting. Paramedics busted down his door, after which they found the priest lying unconscious in a pool of blood with his penis severed. Uh, the imp- imperiled man of God was subsequently rushed to the local emergency room where medics recover, discovered that he had sustained injuries to his genitals. Uh, due to his deteriorating condition, doctors put the man into an induced coma and placed him on a ventilator, which he remained on for 10 days. Unfortunately, medics had difficulty finding out what transpired beforehand due to the comatose state. Uh, he is lying unconscious in the ARO ward. Uh, David Henze, vicar general of the diocese, told local media, um, due to these circumstances, it is impossible to find out what really happened. However, doctors did discover central damage to the patient's nervous system, which appeared to be a viral to be viral in origin, per the religious leader's uh, testimony. Uh, the man also had also sustained other injuries to his genitals. Hensel claimed that the priest had suffered from tick-borne encephalitis, uh, also known as TBE, which uh, is the swelling of the brain caused by the tricks by tick-transmitted disease. Uh, in its advanced stages, this condition can, can induce personality changes and even psychosis, which was believed to be the case uh, with the priest. According to the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control, the Czech Republic is one of the countries with the highest incidence of TBE in Europe, according, re- recording between 500 to 1,000 cases per year. The risk is particularly great in the South Bohemian region where the incident occurred. Uh, meanwhile, the clergyman was also said to be experiencing health problems the day before the incident, Authorities have since ruled out any foul play. Uh, we are not investigating any illegal actions, said Jiri Matzner, a spokesperson, a spokesman for the South Bohemian Police. Never visit South Bohemia. Um, the priest's current health condition remains unclear. Unfortunately, Eastern Europe isn't the only place where these ticks are wreaking havoc. Oh, there's other places. Okay. The annual number of tick-borne diseases, disease cases has more than doubled in the U.S. over the past two decades amid rising tick populations, climate change, and improved me- uh, methods of tracking diseases. We're fucked, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lyme disease is far and away the most prevalent. The U.S.'s Centers for Disease uh, Control and Prevention records some record some 36,000 cases each year, with a large concentration occurring in New York. Over the past decade, the Empire State has seen an average of 6,700 new cases of Lyme disease each year, with over 8,000 in 2019. Now, I, I'm thinking Lyme disease is the better way to go, though. Like, you don't cut your own dick off, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I guess. America, woo. <laughs> to prevent contracting a disease, experts advise uh, wearing long sleeves and pants before venturing outdoors and coating one's skin with repellents like DEET or spraying the insecticide permethrin per- on clothes and hiking shoes. They should also conduct meticulous body checks after returning from a, from a hike. Um, if, a, if an embedded bloodsucker is located, the CDC advises removing it with the fine point with fine point tweezers using slow and steady pressure, making sure to get as close to the skin as possible to extract the barbed mouth parts. Yeah, man. Ticks are nasty. It, uh, there's been a couple times I remember like back home where like my dad would go for a walk and like 
find a tick on him. And then it's like, it just gives everybody in the house the heebie-jeebies because now you're like paranoid that there's a tick on the loose, you know? Yeah, for sure. But um, I I, I, say number one. (laughs) We have dick cutting uh, ticks. (laughs) <laughs> I will say, though, that uh, there's a lot of Catholic priests that could take a page out of this guy's book. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was God's will. <laughs> you're like, I don't like the way you're, the direction you're going, you know, let's, <laughs> let's nip this in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, ticks, ticks are freaky. And like, they also like ticks have like a very hard shell. Like anytime my dad did find them, he would actually like burn them because he's like, he's like, they're hard to crush because they're like have such a hard exoskeleton. So do you burn them like whether well, close to your skin or do you burn them like when you get them out? Like what's the deal? There? Well, no, we, like when they were out, like he would put them in like, you know, something and like just like burn them. Oh, OK, OK. Sounds like revenge to me. <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever actually found one that was like halfway in his skin or anything, but he's found them like just crawling on him, you know. Jeez, man, that's crazy. And they're most prevalent in New York. So if your dad's seeing them, they must be a shit ton over there. Like, ooh. I mean, they're they're everywhere. I think they're just more. They probably are more prevalent in certain places. I know that um, uh, Lyme's disease. Um, I, I believe it's named that because there's like a Lyme's Connecticut, or oh, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, within the Pacific Northwest, there's a bunch of trees and like areas for ticks to be in. I'm really glad they're not as, you know, prevalent here, but I definitely still have that fear when I see tall grass. I I assume they're around here. Yeah, and I think they get in trees and stuff too and they'll drop down on you. That like they're nasty, man. Oof. Ticks. Why can't ticks they all be like, like ticks from the show? The cartoon show, the tick. Oh right. You know, oddly enough, I saw the thumbnail for that on Hulu and I was oh. like, should I re- Yeah, I was like, should I revisit the tick? <laughs> yeah, you should. That's a good one. That was absolutely a good one. I, was, I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah, I used to like it back then. They should remake that. They should do a funny, actually funny comic book character, like cartoon. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple years ago on Amazon, they did make, it only lasted one season, but they did do like a live action tick. Oh, did they, uh, didn't they have a, what's his name? Um, The guy from Seinfeld, the, uh, the boyfriend, Elaine's boyfriend. What's his name? Uh, uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Wasn't he the original voice? I think he was the original voice, but I don't think they used him in the show. Oh, no? Okay. Maybe I'm not. Like, I want to say I even watched the pilot, and I don't remember it now. <laughs> like, oh, I don't yeah. remember who the, who the tick Later was. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't like – I, I wasn't intrigued enough to watch more of it. So, I mean, yeah. maybe that's why it didn't get another season. But uh, it's out there. It's out there. Um, well, AJ, my, my first story was about – poop and my second story still consistently about poop all right um six freak toilet incidents that left people injured or dead uh number one uh the duncan's exploding toilet uh we're ready to bet that paul kerouac will think twice about where he uh, buys his donuts from now on on january 6 2022 he enters a duncan's uh the cafe previous known as, previously known as duncan donuts in Winter Park, Florida, and went into the bathroom. Then, for reasons unknown, the toilet exploded. The explosion not only injured, but also showered Kerouac with human feces and urine. Yet, perhaps the most shocking part was that the Duncan staff uh, was the Duncan staff's indifference. When Kerouac emerged from the bathroom asking for help, covered in number ones and twos, uh, the staff simply told him they were aware of problems with the toilet. 
According to, according to Kerouac, the incident injured him both physically and mentally, cost him a fortune in medical expenses, and cost him permanent difficulty to enjoy life. Is it any wonder that he recently sued Duncan's for 50000 I mean, honestly, he should have got more, more than... Yeah. yeah, you should think more than 50000 yeah. I mean, that, that Facebook guy you were talking about was trying to sue for more than that, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd go for like a good 5 to 10 mil on this one, I feel like. But also, I'm curious, like, what causes a toilet just to, like, totally explode? I don't know, but it's been happening multiple times. So, at this point, like, he's got a case. (laughs) And nobody warned him before he went to the restroom? Like, come on. (laughs) Put a sign up. Toilet might explode. (laughs) That's the other thing is you're like, yeah, we can tell there's something wrong with it. Like, what was it doing? Right? Like, was it, it like, shaking and bubbling up? What was it doing? Was there like a number, like a countdown next to the toilet, like a bomb? (laughs) (laughs) Although, what if it wasn't like a, what if this guy was just like morbidly obese and he sat down and it just (laughs) blew up? I don't know. Oh man, Nicole Byer. Do you know who Nicole Byer is? She's yeah, a, I do. Yeah, she she had, she posted a picture on a I think Twitter or something where she sat on the toilet and broke it. She showed the toilet afterwards. I was like, oh man, but she's she's cool. She she fessed up to it. So I don't know. <laughs> I remember um, uh, I saw Kevin Smith on a talk show once, and this was when he was still like uh, he, he's skinny now, but he used to yeah. be like you know really heavy. Mm-hmm. And he said he sat on a toilet. He he took a. Uh, a crap on a toilet it was one of those ones that like um looks like it's like six out of the wall but it doesn't really have a base to it oh, you know Oh yeah those are scary yeah so, so i took one of those and he said he like dropped some logs in there but then it like came loose from the wall and like broke and then like he <laughs> like then now he's scared that the logs are gonna like fall out on yeah the floor, for sure you know? so like I think he like kind of gingerly like uh, got off of it or whatever, but yeah, that would that would be humiliating. Yeah, to break one of those. Um, okay, the next one, the Electric Throne. In 1981, Michael Anderson Godwin was sentenced to death by electric chair for the murder of Mary Royam. Two years later, however, the death sentence was commuted to, to life in prison. But fate had an ironic end in store for him. In 1989, after spending six years as a model prisoner. Godwin was fixing the television prison authorities had allowed him to keep in his cell. For some reason, he had removed his clothes while repairing the television. As he worked, he sat down on the cell's metal toilet. To get some wires out of the way, uh, Godwin decided to place them in his mouth. Tragically for him, he had neglected to unplug the TV before working on it. The resulting electric shock, intensified by the metal toilet, killed Godwin. Ironically, he ultimately found himself sitting in an electric chair, just not the one he expected. Dang. I mean, that's a comedy of errors, though. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> you know, the fact that he did it naked, he never unplugged the TV, he put the wires in his mouth, he sat on the metal toilet. I mean, he, he was really... He on it. Like, he, he, yeah. he was trying to do that. It seemed like he was trying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, um, the Latrine Assassin. Godfrey the Fourth, with the less than flattering nickname Godfrey the Hunchback, was the Duke of Lower Lorraine in the early 11th century. In 1076, his enemy, Dirk V, or Dirk V, I guess, Count of Holland, decided Godfrey had to die. So an assassin was hired. After observing Godfrey's habits, the murder for pay determined that the easiest way to get to the Duke was when he was using the toilet. Uh, The assassin made his way into Godfrey's latrine and hid inside the toilet. 
As the Duke sat down to relieve himself, the killer stabbed him in the behind. It's a matter of debate whether the killer used a spear, sword, or dagger to stab Godfrey. What's not up to debate is the effectiveness of the attack. Godfrey died of infected stab wounds a few days later. Well, I got to say, the assassin was uh, dedicated. God, oh, that sucks, man. <laughs> you get stabbed in the anus to death. Oh. And then, like, you die, like, days later. Yeah. It reminds me of Austin Powers, though, of that, like, who does number two work for? <laughs> um, next, crushed by a telescopic toilet. In the early 2000s, the city of London and England introduced a futuristic uh, to combat late night street urination. The city installed telescopic underground toilets that rise up to street level at night. In January 2023, one of the toilets experienced a horrifying malfunction. The toilet had been raised up for repairs. However, as a mechanic worked on the unit, the toilet suddenly decided it was time to go back underground. The telescopic contraption uh, retreated under the street, taking the worker with it. By the time rescue workers pulled the toilet back up, the man had died uh, of his crushing injuries. Man, I've actually seen these, but like it's so it basically raises up like a urinal. But I'm like, who wants to just like, you know, whip their dick out and take a piss like right in the middle of the street with like a bunch of people around? I don't know. I I, I have too shy of a bladder to, to ever like pee in a situation like that. From what I understand, the UK is full of drunks. Like, uh, there's <laughs> like stumbling around at all times. So it's kind of like Japan at night, too. Like, people are just pissing everywhere. So I think they need toilets for those people, <laughs> for the drunks. I mean, do they have more drunks than we do? I think so. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They are very much about that life. <laughs> uh, the next one the sunken Nazi submarine. Uh, U-1206 was a Nazi submarine operating dur during World War II. In 1945, only a couple of weeks before the war in Europe ended, the submarine's pressurized toilet system malfunctioned catastrophically. A crewman's careless use of the toilet ruptured the submarine's hull, allowing seawater to flood into its battery bank. Um, a chemical reaction between the two batteries and water produced chlorine gas, forcing the crew to bring the submarine to the surface to avoid suffocation. Yet Allied naval forces quickly spotted the surface vessel. After getting bombarded, U-1206 Captain Carl Adolf Schlit Schlitter uh, uh, decided the, to sink the submarine before surrendering. Um, what did this guy do to the toilet? <laughs> It said he carelessly used the toilet and ruptured the submarine's hole. Like, how do you use the toilet so carelessly that you rupture the submarine's hole? Maybe without extreme care, he's like he's carrying like a nuclear anus. Like he has to be very <laughs> cautious with that. He has his own weapons of mass destruction. I guess so, man. Uh, with great anus comes great responsibility, Schlitter. <laughs> And then finally, the vacuum toilet of horrors. Oh, no. In, in 1987, one woman's vacation cruise turned into a nightmare. The 70-year-old lady had booked a cruise on the ship Pegasus that was traveling near Canada's coast. At some point, the woman went to use the vacuum flushing toilet in her cabin. She hit the flush button while still sitting on the toilet, which turned out to be a horrendous mistake. There's really no way to sugarcoat the results, so we'll just say it. The toilet sucks several feet of the woman's intestines yeah. right out of her body. Yeah. Miraculously, the woman survived. A medical helicopter rushed her to a hospital, and she was re released only 10 days later after successful treatment. 
Oh, she must have like, been a fresh elephant. Like that's gross, man. She's got. I'm actually. Cat. I'm surprised she survived though, having in, your intestines like ripped out of your anus. Like yeah. that sounds like something that would definitely kill you. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine how painful it would have been. Holy moly! Oh, how do they get it back in? It must be hard to get the anus back together, like back inside the body. I'm wondering if they just had to like um, cut her part of her intestines out and then just like suture the rest together so she had like a shorter intestine tract i don't know maybe they did just have to like somehow stick them stick them back in there i don't know that's the worst that is a tough one that is a tough one for sure so i feel like i would sit on the toilet and flush in those situations I, i feel like i'd almost rather be like uh speared in the ass by the latrine killer yeah. and just like die that then go through whatever this lady had to go yeah, through for sure <laughs> got a tail uh but with that story aj i'll transition back over to you all right let's see what we got here mm. all right this one's uh in line with the theme so far uh plane passenger poops pants during flight smears on seat spread out like peanut butter <laughs> Uh, crappy landing. Another day, another accident at thirty thousand feet. This time, a parent climbed. Uh, a parent climbed that it claimed that a fellow passenger pooped their pants on a Delta flight on Christmas Eve, and left excrement smeared all over the seat. As details in a viral, as detailed in a viral Reddit post, gossiping major, grossing major uh, views online. Um, someone had shit all over their seat. Wrote the unidentified flyer in the post. Uh, according to the thread, the odiferous incident occurred while the anonymous writer and their eight-year-old daughter were on a connecting flight from Birmingham, Alabama to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, en route to Key West, Florida. Uh, shortly after takeoff, the writer noticed a horrific odor wafting through the cabin, leading him to believe his kid had an accident. A parent claimed that a fellow passenger pooped their pants on a Delta flight on Christmas Eve and left excrement smeared all over the sea, as detailed in a Reddit post. Oh, this is a repeat. Um... About 20 minutes into the flight, I get a terrible smell and ask my daughter if she she had pooted. She's eight. The flabbergasted poster wrote, she denies any wrongdoing and the smell lingers for the rest of the flight. It wasn't until they landed that they discovered the appalling source of the uh, stench. While deplaning, they reportedly saw a person eight rows in front of them who had pooped all over the seat, so the bottom and the back were completely covered in feces. Upon plane, eight rows in front of me, someone had shit all over their seat. Uh, they added that the comments, they added in the comments that the excrement was halfway up the passenger's back as well. This person had, had sat in their shit for a good hour and then departed into Atlanta airport covered in shit. Uh, definitely a first for me. Indeed, in the comments section, the poster elaborated that the plane had taxied on the runway for 45 minutes, meaning the Delta defecator had to sit in their own manure for the entire time. The man had reportedly sat in their excrement for nearly an hour on the runway, and those weren't the only mile-high hijinks to occur on this flight. Also upon boarding, once the plane was full, they announced that someone had left their dog in the boarding area. Uh, one of my more memorable Delta flights, the Post has reached out to the Post has, has reached out to Delta Airlines for comment. The Redditariat had a field day with the in-flight evacuation. Um, Whoever smelt a Delta, quit one uh, uh, flying has become like a city bus. Uh, meanwhile, a third poster claimed they also were on the flight and had even been in the same row as a human feces fondue fountain, uh, was waiting for someone to post something like this, declared the alleged corro- corroborator. 
if so, I was on the same row. I was in the same row uh, with the person on the left side of the aisle. Uh, we were at the right side, middle uh, and window. They added upon departing, saw shit on the seat spread out like peanut butter, as you mentioned. Yuck. Uh, saw the person scampering towards the restrooms. Uh, I was hoping someone else would be on here to chime in. Um, whoever smelt a Delta quipped one Reddit with, oh, this is a repeat. Um, some took pity on the airplane pooper. Someone with stomach issues, I feel for them. Twice a year, maybe I have an event. Whoa, damn, twice a year? Uh, life isn't easy for people with stomach issues. I've literally tossed underwear, rinsed pants uh, out in the sink and soap and soap and rubbed with uh, sanitizer just to finish a trip. Oh, my God. Uh, as many writers pointed out, this isn't the first time someone has had a gastrointestinal mishap aboard a Delta flight. In September, a plane from Atlanta, Georgia to Barcelona, Spain was forced to turn around after a passenger suffered a bout of explosive diarrhea as seen in gag-inducing footage. Uh, the common theme here is Georgia. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Georgia, but people are shitting their pants on planes <laughs> until you're out of Georgia. You know, here's the thing, like saying that, oh, I feel sorry for him. He's probably just a guy with, with stomach problems. The thing is, is like, He's got mental problems, too, because, like, the fact that he's just like, oh, I crapped my pants. You know what? I'm just going to sit in it for the rest of the flight. I'm not going to, like, shimmy my way to the bathroom, apologize to people, and and try to clean up as best I can. I am just going to sit here with a friggin' britches full. (laughs) It sounds like you smeared it all over the seat. Like, that's that's got to be intentional. Maybe He's like, I don't want anybody to sit next to me. Maybe Maybe he's a germaphobe who's trying to, like, fight his fears <laughs> he's just going all in on it <laughs> man shit maybe, maybe maybe it's the chinese chess player he got like so drunk <laughs> oh it could be that guy again yeah <laughs> um maybe this happens to this guy so much that he uh he's gotten used to it and it's just he's very nonchalant about it now he's like so what i shit my pants happens three times a day leave it alone <laughs> <laughs> Man, did you see, um, it was a few weeks ago now, but there was a plane that took off, I think from Portland, and like um, a whole panel like uh, uh, blew out the side. Oh, and like, yeah. luck- luckily, like nobody was killed or anything, but man, that would have to freak you out if that happened on a flight. For sure, yeah. Um, I heard about another flight where somebody, uh, I think like the windows came out or something. The windows like came out of the flight, like three of them or something. Jeez. And I'm like, uh, what happens? Do people's like bodies start getting sucked towards the window? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I mean, it would definitely like start depressurizing the plane, I would think. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would think it would cause um, suction towards those windows. Mm. I mean, probably the windows are small enough that, you know, probably you're not going to, you know, probably there's nobody in danger being like sucked out of them. But this one where, like, a whole panel, like, came out, that would be enough yeah, to, for you sure. know, if, if somebody were, like, next to it and wasn't buckled in, they could have totally, like, got sucked out, I would think. Yeah. So, but, like, I would think, I would think that, uh, I don't know what airline it was or who manufactured it, if it was Boeing or whatever, but I, I'm guessing there's going to be some lawsuits there. Yeah, there should be. That's crazy, man. Like, uh, and you, you hear about these new planes, too, that have, like, system errors, like, uh, they were, like, Apparently, automatically, they, I don't know, the default was, like, a bad setting. So, like, it was hard for pilots to land them properly. Uh, these are, like, new Boeing planes. I, think they were like, I don't know if they were 747s or what. But 
I mean, you got to do rigorous testing. You got to make sure, like, these are planes we're talking about, you know, like, there's, there's really hardly, hardly you get a second chance in a plane, you know, once things go bad, poof. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. AJ, this story here, like, I, I found this interesting. This is just like a, a bizarre medical condition that has to be like just awful. So this girl has an incredibly rare condition that makes her sneeze 12,000 times a day. Oh, that is too much. It says, uh, what? She must lose weight. It (laughs) says, whether you're suffering from a cold, your allergies are flaring up, or something has simply tickled your nose, a sneeze is probably going to blast itself out of your nose. We all do this. Um, so does this teen, so does this teenage girl, but the problem is she just doesn't stop. Poor Caitlin Thorn, Thornley finds herself relentlessly reaching for a tissue as she s- simply cannot stop uh, the sneezes. The schoolgirl says the bizarre medical condition is surprisingly painful as her body is constantly bracing for the next gust flying out of her nostrils, even throughout the night as she still sneezes in her dreams. At the age of 12, she suddenly began sneezing while uh, walking out of a clarinet lesson at her school in Texas, um, explaining how it's kind of started like little sp- spurts. Caitlin initially presumed it could be an allergic reaction or that her nose had just been irritated by something and thought it would soon come to a stop, but it never did. The youngster claimed the strange problem only got worse, seeing her sneeze up to 20 times a minute, which adds up to a whopping 12,000 times a day. She told ABC News, it was just a few sneezes here and there, but by the time I went to bed, I had sneezed sneezed 30 times that night. Uh... In the following weeks, her sneezing sprees began to last for up to 15 minutes at a time, meaning Caitlin could barely finish a sentence. She ended up having to stop attending school and gave up playing clarinet for the band due to the bizarre condition. Uh, Her mom, Erica Hodges, said she can't really go to school or do anything normal. She can't eat well. She has to sip. She can't drink. It's affected everything. Medics at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston tried to get to the bottom of the puzzling sneezing situation and what had caused it but they were pretty baffled by the unique case. Sharing his suspicions, Dr. Merid Parnes said she had kind of a funny feeling that she described in her nose and that piece of uh, her history is very common for ticks. Caitlin had seen six doctors when her story uh, went public in September of 2015 who had all ruled out allergies and the presence of a virus, leaving them stumped. Um... Her parents were growing increasingly concerned about their daughter's relentless sneezing and the mystery cause of it. The girl's dad, Travis, recalled a time where Caitlin had an episode which lasted for 45 minutes straight. According to the Guinness World Records, the longest sneezing fit is 976 days. So you can imagine... (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. So you can imagine the panic the family felt when something set her off. Travis said she was screaming in pain a couple of times and all I can do is just hold her tight and wait for her to go to sleep. It's hard to watch. Anything you talk to her about that irritates her, you can see it spike and continue and continuous sneezing. But Travis and Erica still held out hope that someone would come forward and offer up answers about Caitlin's condition. The teenager only got a bit of peace from sneezing when she finally falls asleep, and she has to take Benadryl and listen to the Beatles uh, to go to sleep. Sometimes I wish I could leave my body for a little while so I could watch myself sleep, the youngster said, because even in my dreams I sneeze. Despite mm-hmm. eight, eight years having passed, uh, there has been no official update on Caitlin's sneezing habit. I mean, I can't imagine. It's almost one of those things, because like, sneezing, like, 
if you have like a sneezing fit where you do like just like sneeze a lot like in a minute like it does start to make you feel a little like sore and stuff like yeah lightheaded like i wouldn't be surprised if her like i don't like heart skipping beats and stuff she sneezes so much i don't know it just seems like it can't be healthy that sounds like hell man like i don't know how she even sleeps uh i had this this is in texas i i lived in texas i don't know what part she lives in but if she was near houston then i think like there's that's what it says oh okay there's there's a lot of uh cancerous and dangerous factories in southeast houston uh the the air travels it's not as i don't think it's as bad as in northwest houston but i think it travels there anyway you know the wind carries it and um yeah so all of houston is just there's so many like problems like the cancer rate is high over there it's just all that industrialized area is really bad for these people and uh i had fits of coughing that would last up to 10 minutes, like straight, just coughing for 10 minutes. And this happened for like over six months. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how common it is, but it's happened to me. You know, like something like that has happened to me. So I don't know. It might just be where she lives. It does sound like it's something that maybe affected her nervous system. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, you might be right. It could be a chemical exposure, like totally messed up her nervous system and, and causes. But God, what, an, what a nightmare. Man, there was like in college, I remember, I don't know if I got whooping cough or what, but a similar thing where I was coughing like nonstop for like six months. Yeah. It just like would not go away. It was awful. Okay. Good. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I couldn't go on dates. Like it was just nuts, man. Like I, it was, you could, you can't do that in front of people. You can't get cough for like 10 minutes straight or else you seem to give a terminal illness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah it's like man this some bitch is dying <laughs> um but yeah I, I read that headline and i'm like man i just feel so sorry for this girl it's like what an awful existence yeah how old was like, she hope, or is she um i think it says she was 12 when she got it and she, that was like eight years ago so she's probably about 20 god almost a decade of this that's that's torture yeah it, may, it might just be something she's stuck with for the rest of her life, but man, that's just, I can't imagine. It's got to be yeah. awful. And yeah, like they were saying, like, how hard would it be to actually, like, eat a meal and drink something when you're, like, it's always in between sneezes? Yeah, you can't even have a conversation. Right. Yeah. I just, like, man, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. Uh. Well, AJ, we're pretty close to the hour mark. Should we wrap things up? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Well, everybody, we thank you very much for following along with our nonsense. Uh, If you will, please follow us on the YouTube channel and you can uh, also subscribe in audio form uh, uh, on your podcast uh, catcher of choice. Uh, Please leave us thumbs up, positive reviews, comments down below. Um, If you like, you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that'll do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.